0: Good afternoon, everyone. Hello, Christina. Hello, DreamLab. Hello, Julia V, who's right here with me. Not contagion-free today, but she's healthy. So, you know, thank you for everyone for asking. Um, Hello, Biscuits. Hello, Rod. Hello, everybody. Have I forgotten somebody? I hope I haven't. I always worry when I forget one of you. I'm so glad you can join me today. And I'm very... Sad, of course, to hear Rod that you've got the cooties as they say over here. I don't actually know how you spell that. How do you spell cooties? Is it C O O D I E S? That sort of thing? I don't know. One of those things. And I'm also so so I hope you're going to feel better very soon. Uh, there's, of course, a leaf and what we know as paracetamol. Hopefully, that's going to help you out. It's called acetaminophen over here. I don't It's the same substance. I don't know why it's called two different things. On both sides of the Atlantic I have no idea but I'm just as sad to hear about the troubles with Christina's mainboard that sucks indeed but at least that's an explanation I've done so much research about how to get my RTX 2080 running properly and it's it appears to be everyone is saying well it's got to be the power supply or it's a faulty card and it turns out it's neither of that is true and also it doesn't explain why my card is working fine 98% of the time but only crashes occasionally. So, um, on that note, if you are in the market for a new mainboard, perhaps have a look perhaps at a completely new computer, by which I don't mean, Christina, a new computer, I mean an old computer. I have literally yesterday, I'm so excited, I've posted a video about this on my other channel, something has arrived, I wanna show you that. It's so exciting, it's even bigger than the previous one. Look at that, this is my, my new hp z800 workstation it's huge let's put that over here and i i've I've afforded it because it has twice the power of my other computer which is the z600 oops network cable still attached Here it is slightly slimmer and uh, slightly slimmer so there we go that's those are the, those are the three computers and the one i 'm using just looks exactly like that that 's what i 'm dealing with right now i 'm building these up from scratch, so they used to be between five and eight on ten thousand dollars, and uh, they 're now available for literally just you know less than two hundred dollars on ebay and they 're still just as good as they once were and you add a good graphics card and we 'll see what happens it 's um I don't know. It turns out it's my new hobby. I don't know. One of those things. So, yes, that's, uh, that's happening for me. I hope it's going to go... Like, I hope we're all going to feel well after a chillaxed 3D fiddling session. So what have I got planned for you today? It is uh, inspired by our latest um, Subnautica stream, uh, if I may say so. There's an article I've written about... Look at that. In April 2015. And that's called Skeleton at the Graveyard. Let me just play that and let's see if we, can, uh, if we can watch it in full screen. Can we? We can, look at that, that's good. No, I didn't want to see that. Uh, there we go. Perhaps with slightly higher quality, and I had imagined, so this is, this is what uh, kind of inspired that, what we did with the uh, Subnautica. This is fog, this is volumetric fog, in the background that's rising up and the skeleton well it's got a cloth animation over it so we're not going to deal with that it's not about the cloth animation can we see that again let's see that again there we go i'm putting a link to this whole article how i've made this little animation as well as the youtube video in the description in the comments of the in the sorry in the description of this video in this live stream so what i've made here is if i just uh, pause this uh, what i've made here this is just a cutout at the back this is the skeleton from um is it the das skeleton or is it the polar skeleton i can't remember it's one of those skeletons and it's received a, a cloth draping in marvelous designer but what wanted to talk about today is literally the fog in the background i've looked into how to make fog in poser in not in Poser. i'm so sorry too many 3d applications i've looked into how to make it in blender and even though it works it's just just a gray soup it doesn't move so it, it does it does show us this this thing that items are far away in our scene but it doesn't necessarily move and that's what this uh, can do and that's why I thought this is this is really interesting Carrara does this and that's why we're going to use Carrara but we're not going to do much else in Carrara I'm going to show you around the application a little bit in case you haven't ever used Carrara it's one of those Swiss Army Knives of 3D. It can do so many things really easily if you get used to the interface. And uh, volumetric fog and oceans and clouds and all those things are basically built in. So we're gonna have a look at how to make that. in Carrara and export it as an image sequence with transparency. And that'll create a video that you'll be able to basically uh, use either on planes in something like uh, DAS Studio or in, in video games and um, that's that's what I'm trying to do, and it's kind of I, I came to that because um, when we did the Subnautica Saturday stream last Saturday, uh, this was it. This is the part about two hours and fifteen minutes in, just before the computer crashed. And uh, let me just go and do that in full screen here. This effect up here this is what kind of caught my attention this looks like there's smoke crawling on the ceiling so there's stuff burning here and it's kind of you know burning up here and there's obviously smoke crawling away at the ceiling but it's a trick so this is not volumetric in this case i believe if i jump up in a moment which i can't do i've got, i haven't got the control i'm just you know looking at the video stream we can see that this fog here this crawling fog is literally just a plane on which a video file is applied or an animation is applied and that's quite clever because it saves a lot of as you can see that this is actually just a two-dimensional plane there that's that's happening and the fog looks very realistic so this over here that is actually volumetric fog but the stuff that we see on the ceiling this is not volumetric that's literally just a two-dimensional plane So there we go. That's what I'm trying to do today. And, uh, you know, let's let's see if and how successful I'll be with that. And then, of course, tomorrow we're going to play some more Subnautica, see if we can find any other exciting effects that we can recreate. Righty, let's jump in and let's start up Carrara and have a look at that old lady of a 3D application here. Yes, Christina, I do have a few websites, I, I do get frequently confused, verslewis.com is my personal website on which I have things like 3D articles mainly and just other personal stuff. And then the wpguru.tv or .co.uk, they're kind of the same domain, that's about uh, technical bits and bobs, uh, just how to, how to do things in Windows and Linux and Mac OS. and uh, the verslewis.com is more about creative softwares and, and all that. There we go. So, oh, very nice, Rod. Thank you so much. How much a. Tim? I just live checked your link out there. I did look at your movie poster that, you've, uh, that you did there. Uh, oh, yes, of course. That's, I've seen that yesterday. Yes, the the, the movie is, almost looks like a movie poster. I thought it was very funky. How did you do that, Rod? Is, uh, how did you make that, um, that fog? Is that, is that brushes? Is that created? And does that animate more to the point? <laughs> Let's have a look around Carrara. So, I must say, Carrara is um, hands up, first of all, h- how many people have used Carrara here. Uh, because it's one of those very underrated programs. It has a slightly wonky interface because it's been not really worked out for the last 20 years, maybe 15 years, 10 years. I, know, I think the last update didn't really do any new features in there. It was just um, one of those things that they just made, uh, they tried to make the Genesis 2-figure compatible with it. So it's got a slightly outdated interface at the top right here. You may recognize this, uh, the hand and these things. Those are akin to the rooms in Poser. So render is the render room and this is the texture room and this is the storyboard room, which no one ever uses. This is the modeling room and this is the assemble room. So Carrara is cool in that it's... It, oh, I'm so sorry. It, um, it used to be... Um, is it back? Sorry about that. There we go. All right, it should be back. Um, so it uh, it used to be a, a competitor to Poser. So it used to be able to use all native Poser content before Poser and Das fragmented quite so much, and it still is capable of of handling that. But it's not just a content. Uh, What's it called? Manipulation program. It's also content creation program, Carrara is. And that's what makes it so cool. So you don't have to just bring in content and then assemble it in the scene. You can build your own primitives or you can make your own 3D objects out of primitives and just keep, you know, have have all this, these building tools like you do in uh, Blender, basically. So it's kind of a mixture between Das Studio and Blender, if you will. Very interesting. Sometimes it's on offer for less than $50. It's well worth looking into if you have uh, a bit of money to spare there. So um, we'll stick in the assemble room so far, and on the bottom here, these are these are um, these are sky presets. You've got you've got a, a lot of uh, preset scenes here at the very bottom. That's called the browser and uh, you can we can load any of these in including including indoor scenes they're all very simply done and then we just hit render and see what happens but of course you can create your own so packaging material and stuff Uh, objects there's a huge object library that comes with it so including landscapes as well as skies and oceans and waterscapes and all that tropical island let's try that so just double click that and then it comes in like that looks pretty you know devastating but uh, that's literally just the grand shaded uh, shaded workspace here if you once you frame whoops once you frame that up we can probably just have a quick look at what that would look like rendered uh control r does that and there's not a lot of light in the scene right now um that was probably a bad example perhaps we're going to go and pick a different scene just to get us warmed up and started here um perhaps volcanic this thing that's, that's that doesn't look good either let's go let's go with a let's go with something like um a desert scene a rocky desert perhaps let's do that it should really save some camera presets with it but i guess it doesn't really do that i'm not entirely sure why it's been a while since i've looked at carrara i must say so Maybe those scenes don't really do it justice of what we want to do. Let's start with our brand new, let's start with our own scene, really. I'm going to go and create a scene, it does, it does so under um, File, New, and then that brings up this so-called uh, Scene Wizard. That lets us either create a preset, or start from a preset, or starts with a landscape wizard, or we can create an empty scene. Perhaps we're going to do that, just, so, just for kicks. Perhaps we're going to start with a preset, Let's do that. And in the preset, oh, I see, now it says uh, what you wanted, What type of sky would you like uh, to use? Perhaps, uh, you know, Californian sky. Let's, let's start with that. Um, and that will give us a, an empty scene with the Californian sky, hopefully. Let's, let's see how correct we are there. Before we click Render, which is c- Command-R, uh, we can head over to the actual render settings and make sure we're rendering in the correct dimensions. So uh, that's up here on the Output tab. It is very confusing if, you've not, if you're not quite uh, used to working with it. Um, let's do something like 1280 by 720, and then we keep the resolutions. Once we've done that, we can go back to our scene, which doesn't show anything, probably because it only has a sky applied right now. Uh, we can go and say, uh, view the show the production frame. And that is the, the same thing as the aspect frame in Dash studio. So you can just have a look what's actually going to end up rendered on your application there on your in your scene. So if I select that, then I get this, um, this rectangle. And I can also go and uh, and zoom in on that. uh, Somehow, I believe like so. And that will now let me position my camera so right now I guess we're just gonna see some sky let me try it out Um, there we go that is literally just the sky we also get a default ground plane so the gray sludge at the bottom here that is the default uh, ground plane but we can add other things to it uh, but it's kind of nice to get started with something like a, like a background that already looks like something. These clouds can be manipulated. They can be animated. Everything in Carrara can be animated, including fire and uh, smoke, uh, fog. That's what we're going to use, but also um, uh, water and trees and, and all kinds of things. That's so very, very exciting stuff um, what you can do there so um let's go and uh, and frame that scene up slightly differently maybe just uh, just show something something more of the ground Uh, and also uh, change the sky just wanted to show you how to change the sky so if we render the scene again there we go this the gray stuff that's our ground now and this is now our sky and um, if we wanted to change the cloud pattern for example we can go ahead and do that on the scene tab. So that's at the bottom right here. This is actually a tab. This is basically our uh, our scene tab, this whole thing here. Uh, Camera is one thing, a light source is another, but scene itself also has properties. And uh, one of them is the realistic sky, which is how the sky thing is being created there. So if we go over there and edit that, then we get uh, some other parameters here. Um, one of them is, uh, is we can just go and for a preview. And one of them is uh, the amount of cloud coverage we want to have here. Is this all in the scene? There still hopefully it is. I'm never entirely sure if it is there until ten seconds later when I see the return here. So you can go and enable other parts of the of the cloud coverage here. So if I, the first one is now Cirrus clouds. And if I wanted to change that into just regular clouds, then this is what they look like as opposed to Cirrus clouds. But I can also change this to Alto Stratus or to something like Cirrus Stratus. And those are all different types of clouds, I guess. But I can also layer them on top of one another. So if we stay with Cirrus in the first layer, then I can enable this here as the second layer. And then on the second layer, I can say maybe I want Altostratus mixed in with my other clouds, which are the Cirrus clouds. And then this is what my cloud coverage looks like. So pretty neat, really. And once you're happy with how your sky looks, you can go and you know render that scene again. And then the sky looks completely different. So that's kind of that's kind of a very, very cool way of getting um, interesting effects or interesting outdoor scenes going, including landscapes. You've got a landscape generator, and as I said, the ocean generator. Perhaps we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna try and drop a landscape in. How's that? Let's let's try that. It'll be up here under insert. That's where you find all these goodies. So sphere, cube cone, cylinder, those are the primitives and then you've got some some other weird ones here spline object a vertex object metaball object these are all editable with their own um, editing tools whereas the the regular primitives are not that's kind of that's the difference and you've got formula and text particle emitter and then things like terrains and plants so you can grow trees and bushes Volumetric clouds, fire clouds, fountain, like a water fountain or particle fountain, fogs, and you've got replicators. You've also got to do hair and an ocean. It's very interesting. Let's try a terrain. Let's just drop a terrain in and see what happens. This is the whole terrain editor. It's a very, very complex thing. So it'll take a while to, to figure this thing out. But but once again, what's kind of cool about, um, about Carrara is the fact that this is now... Generated from a noise map that it goes and creates on the fly. If you hit shuffle, it creates the noise map again. And then, you know, take auto reset out here. So every time I hit shuffle, the map is generated slightly differently. You can have a look at uh, at the outcome and you can see uh, when you've got something that you like. And once again you can stack different effects so this is kind of a a regular mountain range here but if you wanted something else you come up here to the filter layers and you can add just something else it always comes up with a null generator I'm not entirely sure why but if you click this uh, over and instead of going to filter you click on the generator you can create something like a mesa or a hill or smooth mountain or plane my favorite, I must admit, is the mesa. So let's go and add one. And now we have both of these things. We have a mountain and a mesa. But each of these have different parameters. So we can adjust how, what we want to do here just as a brief introduction. So if we have both of these together, this is my mesa now here. And it's, it's overlaid on top of the mountain range. So if I wanted to go and shuffle this, then every time I do that, the mountain range and the mesas look completely different. If I wanted more mesas, I could just uh, click on the mesas and then say mesa amount. I suppose this is a one point one. Can I do uh, more? Oh, I guess I can't do more than that. Hmm. I thought you could do more mesas. Perhaps it's, it works with the feature size. You can make these features larger or smaller. Or you can make them higher or lower. So let's see if we can find something interesting here. Perhaps that—that's nice. It's got a big fat mesa in the middle, in the middle, and. Um, yeah that's kind of that's nice to nice to get going uh resolution can be set to something slightly higher up here preview and render quality i'm just going to make the render uh quality a little bit bigger that's a little bit too big yeah that's good 1025 that's cool and our preview is going to be a little bit more low resolution there that's cool uh once we're done all we need to do is just uh click over into our other room notice that carrara's automatically kind of that's right rod it is actually it is very similar to view and it's probably made by similar people in a similar kind of time frame it's about about 25 years ago or something the development on this started and it's been carrara's been made by the people who made uh, hexagon as well eovia and then Daz thought we're going to buy it and then not do anything with it just to buy another poser competitor of the market crazy but hey yeah hence the same room philosophy as in many of the other uh, programs so it's dropped us into the model room which is depending on what type of thing you're editing is always going to be a little bit different so the ocean uh, room is going to look different than the meta whether the the metaball ball model or the vertex modeler, and all so that's all you know that's that's how that works so in order to go back and see this in our actual scene, we can go over to the hand icon and then that means that we're back in the scene building view here. where well, we're gonna now look at our landscape from the bottom. That's not good, is it? Let's, come, let's look at it from somewhere like here. And we've got that mesa and hopefully a nice, um, a nice horizon in the background. Let's see what that looks like if we go and render it. I'm just going to frame that little corner out. So we've got a mountain range and a bit of a mesa here. It looks like a mushy mess, but as soon as we render it, we should see this in slightly higher resolution. And there we go. We can see that. yeah exactly just just buy the company off the face of the earth so that they don't interfere with our precious business plans crazy isn't it so this ugly gray mess that doesn't look great here but what we can do is we can add an infinite ocean to it we can also use a different shader on here so that the that the shader doesn't look like uh, green and, and brown here that's that's pretty easy that's also pretty cool maybe I'll show you that There is, uh, Carrara has this thing that is called a shader browser. Very cool, so under browser, down here on the bottom left, uh, we have all these objects here, but we have one thing also that's called shaders. So content and smart content, is a bit like in in DAS Studios, both integrated. Uh, This is a regular content tab from your DAS content, and then there's also smart content which you know, sometimes works sometimes doesn't and you can map your poser runtime directly to this and then bring in the poser shaders directly into carrara and carrara will understand most of them but uh, carrara has a shader browser as well and that works a little bit like the shader browser we have in das studio very exciting stuff so my shaders is empty but look at the glass shaders I mean there's just so many and uh, there's metal shaders and there's miscellaneous shaders like weird shaders nature shaders and they're all represented by this little ball and they're very intricate to set up so Carrara's render engine isn't really compatible with anything else but it's one of those things it it does do a good job it's a biased render engine and uh, any of these things can just be dragged on to any of your objects in the scene so in my case I'd like to use a terrain shader so let me go over to the terrain tab and then I'll pick something that looks exciting maybe dream beach we're in Miami let's let's go let's go with uh, with the beach perhaps here yeah. let's uh, let's go and drag that over here dream beach or tapui maybe tapui Is a tapui or a tapui don't know. we'll just go and drag that from here until my object that I want to apply it to lights up and let it go again the preview in this scene doesn't really do it justice until i hit command r and then we can see that well aside from the the ugly pixelation here we have a different shader on our object so that is kind of cool let me do something about the light here while i'm at it that's under rendering and i'll use full ray tracing and that should uh, do the trick maybe a bit of skylight here yeah, there we go. Let's apply a different shader and then see what else we can do. Perhaps Tapui or Tapui wasn't so good. Let's go with Rocky Desert. Drop that on there. Very different outcome. Command R. Let's me have a look at that. So that's much nicer. That's much nicer. I still don't really understand what these, what these squares are all about, but hey, one of those things. Let me show you one last neat trick while we're talking about the landscapes. What I like to do is to drop an ocean onto this here, so that much like in view or in Bryce in fact, you drop an ocean onto your scene or even an infinite ocean and then you just adjust it to the height of about here so that most of this landscape is underwater and you've got beautiful reflecting uh, water shader there, which also animates, that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. Let's try that next. So that'll be another object. I can close the browser down, I believe, with Control B. Then we get this full preview here. Browser goes away, it's kind of nice. And you can do that with, uh, at the top here with Insert, Ocean. And when we do that, we get this kind of little preview here. And that's the ocean plane and its location here. So we can now bring it up to uh, somewhere where where we like it. We can either use a replicator or we can just use scale it. Kinda depends on what you wanna do. You can, with a replicator, you can add these tiles next to one another and they'll be seamless. So that's another interesting concept there. I'm gonna just go and try and scale this up just to show you the concept and perhaps this is a good this is this maybe we'll do it this way i still don't really like the idea that we see that don't, we don't see much of the of the back here we still see that ugly gray um the ugly the ugly gray kind of background there but we're not going to worry about it because really this episode is about fog and how to how to extract something meaningful out of carrara oh yeah by the way this this grid here If you see that that grid here, you can switch that off as well. If that's in the way, which I frequently find it is, you can head over here to the top right and just click these icons on and off. If I do that, like the YZ grid and the um, the XZ grid, if I just go and switch those off, then they're gone. So it's, it's much nicer on the eye. So once we position our water somewhere here, let's see what happens when we render it again. water comes into play Very nice, it's got reflections and it literally took no time once you know your way around the interface It's really nice and easy to keep building scenes with Carrara And if you have a bit of patience, you can literally animate this over several frames and you can see that the water is Moving slightly and does, does a really gentle nice effect And including the clouds, So the clouds also animate It's very interesting stuff Let's try and frame that, frame that, um, frame that ugly grey stuff out. And drop the water down a little bit more. You can also, if you don't like the current water shader, you can just apply another water shader to the ocean. So there's a lot of potential in this. Uh, perhaps I'm going to do more Carrara tutorials in the future. I just, I just can't remember all the intricate details. I've been, I've been uh, doing a lot with Carrara uh five six years ago and it's it's so much fun to play with it so um yeah highly recommend it so there we go let's uh start with a new scene and uh, get into this little bit of animation thing and how to make fog actually i can probably show you fog i can maybe we can we can add some fog on top of this um, this little icon, the, the little island here. If we just make some fog right here, we just ignore that because I've forgotten how to get rid of it. To truth be told, uh, but we've got our sky, we've got our water, we've got a landscape. Let's make something like a something that 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 perhaps burns here. We can fire. Let's start with a fire. That's a cool idea. Let's put a fire right up here or right up here, perhaps. Fire is just as easy to handle as the as both the terrain and the ocean. By the way, actually, this is one thing I should mention. We're currently looking through a camera here, camera one. And Carrara creates a, a default camera. Das Studio doesn't do that. It only gives us the perspective view to wander around. But uh, Carrara gives us a, a, a camera. And on top of that, it also gives us the, what Carrara calls the director's view. And you can change that by literally clicking this here. You've got the camera one right now. That's the one that we should frame up and leave untouched. And then we have the left, right, top, bottom, front and back views in addition to the director's camera. And the director's camera, if we click that, then we can uh, wander around without, uh, without tweaking our, our view that we've so meticulously set up here. This is the camera. And this is all the other pieces of our scene right now. So let's see how we can add some just a fire on top of that mounted so it's about uh, it's roughly about here I guess uh, once again it's it's as simple as using the insert menu and picking fire from the list and that'll come in somewhere at the somewhere in the middle of the scene with the regular 3d manipulation gadget so we can go and drag that up it's just a box right now because this is an effect that is literally rendered at the moment it's being rendered so we can't really preview it as such We've got several options that we can tweak there, and we can uh, we can make some adjustments, but really to get an accurate view, you are gonna have to look at uh, what this looks like in the rendered scene. So since I don't really know where that is right now, I'm just gonna go and, and eyeball it into the very middle. I hope it's not gonna float is not sunken in too much let me go back to my camera and see where that is in relation to the um, to here I wonder if it should be a little bit closer to the to the camera yeah let me do that just see if that's if that's any if that's any good here so we have on the right hand side, we've got some options that we can fiddle with here really. So uh, the fire can be contained in a box, a cylinder or a sphere. And that's important to remember because it's also this, the, the same for the fog. All these effects that are being Dropped in during render time will be rendered either as a, as literally as a square or as a cylinder or as a box. Some also being, yeah, or as a sphere. That's that's also possible. Let's try a box. Shuffle will shuffle these values around. And once again, this thing can be animated. Very interesting. If you animate more than, if you uh, render more than one frame in the course of an animation, it'll look like a proper fire. So very interesting. But of course, that takes a lot of time. Let's see what that looks like with the fire. Can't argue with that mountain is on fire. It's kind of crazy and it doesn't look that bad either. You can tweak the colors. You can, you know, you can do all kinds of things. Uh, Perhaps I can zoom in here a little bit. Whoops, that was a little bit too much, huh? There. Mountain on fire. And you can make it bigger or smaller. So if you wanted the flames to be slightly bigger now, uh, we can we can make that happen by simply scaling up the box. So uh, let's go and uh, use that three D. This is the universal manipulator tool here. This is basically a move. This is scale. This is rotate. And this is the universal tool that has all the options on it. So if I'm just going to do that and just go and make it make it taller, and just move it up, then maybe the flames will go out of the. Um, uh, out of a view, possibly. There, let's see what that looks like, so, taller flames. There we go, taller flames. Very exciting. Those, all these squares, by the way, these are all the threads that the computer is currently rendering at. So these are all, uh, each tile is one render thread and Carrara doesn't use the GPU at all. So it doesn't really care what GPU you have. It could be a really old one a really bad one and it still does a remarkable job, I must say. So that is, in a nutshell, how you add, how you assemble scenes together. So with us, we could do this with fire. We could literally just drop a fire into an empty scene and frame it up nicely and then just go and have the fire burn. Perhaps we'll do that at the end, just, uh, just for kicks. But I was going to do this with fog to go back to the subject matter, the how, how do you create some volumetric fog? exactly like that, perhaps uh, we'll put some fog right here next to it and then we see both of these things side by side so um, once again it's, it's as easy as going up to insert fog and once you do that it'll just drop in another unsuspecting box at the bottom here and we should really have a look at that from the top so we get a get an accurate representation of where that is in relation to the fire if this is our camera here then i guess uh the fog should be somewhere maybe here I don't want to put it over here because that'll be over the water. That's not a good idea. So we'll just put that here because that should still be in vision. And to get bearings of how high this is, I can always use the front view, of course. To move this, to pan this around, whoops, that was not good, was it? To pan this around, I have to use the W key and hold that down. I don't really know why, but W and left click and drag will... Uh, Will pan the scene. Whoops. universal. I was thinking, and also this thing. Um, hmm. Let's try it out. See if that. Oops, see if that looks like what I'd expect it to look. Well, i can barely see anything i can see the fire but i think this is the fog perhaps it's just not very very it's not really showing up i can see just a tiny bit of of a little bit of grayness here but that's not really that's not really what i had expected to be honest so let's let's have a look what uh, why that isn't working maybe it's just a bit too too small maybe just make it a bit bigger oops there massive fog And you can also make it, you can scale it into this direction to make it a uh, thicker fog. Perhaps, you know, perhaps it's going to be a really foggy day, who knows. And it's going to be one of those fogs that's kind of lying over the ocean here, like, like that. What do you think that could be? That's realistic, isn't it? Let's see what that's like if we go and render that. So we should see a lot of fog now all over the place in front of the island and encapsulating the island. And to my surprise, as much as to your own surprise, I can't really see the effect. I can see it's a little bit uh, more grayed out, but it's very, very subtle. So I don't see it being that dramatic, that pronounced. So perhaps there's a way we can just uh, make that make that a bit um, uh, thicker. There's, uh, there's other options here on the uh, right-hand side where we can either shuffle the parameters or we can go and... Uh, crank up the quantity and the swirls and then the density, perhaps the density. I'm gonna make that a bit more dense here, maybe two. Patchiness, there's a bit of patchiness in here. Upward speed, those are important for animating. And maybe a quantity, we're gonna set that to two as well. Perhaps give it a few swirls, there we go. And let's see what that's gonna be like okay certainly getting foggier i can see that and you can literally see the fog okay, it's still very subtle so i don't want to for a real picture you wouldn't want to overdo this but to uh to make it show up on uh on the live stream i suppose it's uh it's best to just you know overdo the effect so i can see little foggy patches here and swirls here so this is kind of what i want more or less without the background and that's what we're going to do in a moment so uh, if we don't have an island and a fire and some water we'll just go and and cre- literally just create fog in front of a black background and that can be rendered out as an image sequence and that's what we're going to be using that's the theory anyway and hopefully it's going to look a little bit like what we've seen in the game there so um let's see what happens if we make it uh, even uh, bigger is that i think i'm on uh density is already cranked up. uh, Upward speed, I'm going to leave all these things as they are. Perhaps the quantity I'm going to crank up to 5. So let's see what happens now. Is this going to be really foggy or does the quantity not really matter? Oh yeah, I can see that the density as such hasn't increased but I can certainly see a more pronounced fog effect here in front of the island. So that's nice. That's nice. Perhaps I'm gonna remember those types of parameters and start with another scene and see if we can if we can render out what I had planned for today. So we've cranked up the quantity and the density. Okay, great. Let's do this with a brand new scene. I'm gonna go and uh, select an empty scene, just a medium empty scene. And if I do that, that's all I'll see. If I happen to render that scene now, oh and also i suppose i'm gonna to have to go and uh, make sure that my output is set correctly it always resets that to 640 by 480 and you can kind of guess that this is uh, where which error this program comes from because 16 by 9 didn't work at that time 4 by 3 was the major standard and who would ever in their right mind render an image that's larger than 640 by 480 i mean seriously so there we go that's you know that's Kerala for you So let's go and do this in uh, 16 by nine. And show us whoops, show us the production frame. And see what we get. If we just render this. Nothing. This is kind of what we're expecting. Uh, I'm talking about this more in my the studio Lighting series. It's a, it's a good idea because uh, <laughs> I know 800 by 600 is just so big. I mean, you, you don't, you're looking at like what was it, 256 megabytes of RAM. And you know, that's just, those were the limitations of the time. One of those things. We got a completely black picture for the fact that there's nothing in there. There's no objects in there and there's no light in there. And that's kind of what I would expect when I start because I have to set everything up from scratch. DAZ Studio doesn't work that way. And uh, I'm talking more about this in my latest video that's going to premiere tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be a double bill. It'll be that premiere at 3, and then it'll be Subnautica Saturday at 4. It's going to be exciting. Rod's looking forward to that video already. And I've decided to split this lighting thing in Das Studio into at least five parts. And the first part is, when we, when we render a default scene with Das Studio, why does it come up with several lights in the scene? What does it mean to interact with, uh, with the surface parameters that you set and all that? So th- those will be discussed tomorrow at 3 p.m. Join me for the premiere. But for now, we have a black scene and we should put something in there. Otherwise, we're not actually going to see anything. Well, actually, we do have something we have. A, uh, we have one light and we have one camera. But the light isn't reflecting off anything right now unless we put something in. Let me illustrate that point. So we head over to insert uh, perhaps a plane. We actually can we can insert a plane or we can insert an infinite plane. In Carrara. And that's a very cool concept. A plane, you can imagine, is just a 3D object, a finite 3D object that you can scale up and scale down, but an infinite plane will just reach as far as the 3D world is. And that is a really cool idea for a ground. It won't show up as infinite, so you can see this is finite, and you can go ahead and you can scale that but uh, it'll already render uh, super large in the render. It's just, it's basically just replicating in the render, but we just, we just, we're only putting one object in, and that's, you know, that's, that's all we need to do. Uh, We can also bring in an object like, I don't know, maybe a sphere, sphere. Yes, let's do that. Tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Biscuit. Let's bring coffee, and then we'll have a pre-subnautica chat. That's gonna be great. And I decided, partially, I decided to make this into smaller bits because then I can just focus on one area and not overload the viewer because I've, I've tried, I had several false starts with this, such a complex subject matter, it just gets too long, really. We can just talk for four hours straight about lighting and still not really cover the basis. So I thought I'm going to just turn it into snippets and, uh, cre- and, and explain one concept at a time, and hopefully that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be good and like we see here in carrara lighting is literally everywhere and it's just so important to understand the the concepts there so with our ground and our sphere in the scene control r will now show us that we have an infinite plane we have nothing in the background we don't have a horizon or anything that's not in here and we have Uh, like a default sphere in here it has a little bit of a slightly shiny shader we can see that little hot spot here and we can see shadows so everything that we would expect is coming in from a single light light is the only thing that I want to adjust we do have what is this type of light that we have in here let's have a look whoops I've just parented something to something I didn't want to do so Uh, there we go this is the light in a scene tab and it's represented just by an arrow up here and that's the kind of Carrara's way of saying this is a light and we can rotate that now and that'll influence the shadow and the hot spot i just wanted to check what type of light that is and that is being shown here uh, in this tab it's a distant light so in Carrara we can turn one light into another that's very cool in das Studio, we can't do that we have to literally load another light in there and uh, in Carrara it's kind of cool to just go actually I would like for this to be now a spotlight or I'd like for that to be a sunlight and that's that's very nice or you know currently it's a distant light and let's leave it that way a distant light by the way uh, is one that doesn't have that only has a direction and it doesn't matter where we put it so if a distant light if I move that way further to the left now it'll still come from the same direction it only has a direction it hasn't got a location that's the difference so I think in my case, I'd like to uh, rotate that a little bit so that we have a slightly larger shadow going off to the side here, something like that, and maybe something like that. And it doesn't matter if I move it up or down, it'll be, it, it doesn't move, uh, it, it doesn't change the quality of the light. Let's see what happens, there we go, it's, it's slightly longer, it's slightly, the, the shadow is slightly longer now and the hotspot has moved locations on the sphere. So that's how I can tweak the lighting. I think for our fog that we want to generate, um, we'll just have to see what works best. I'm going to leave the light as it is. And if that's not what we're looking for, we can go and, uh, and tweak it. For now, I'm going to go and select the sphere, move it over here and put a blob of fog right here, just so that we can see these two things side by side and see what effect switching the light over may have. So I haven't played with this either yet. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just fiddling around here. <laughs> noodling around, as they say. So uh, over here, there is fog. Let's do that. Fog looks like nothing really. We're just gonna put that here and, oops. No, that's the one. Scale it up a little bit. and Make sure it just rests on the ground. When you go and uh, move this into the ground, you can see that these little um, lines get dotted and that's kind of sunken into the ground and when you lift them up they become steady and at that point they don't interfere with the ground. There's also something I don't actually know if it works with fog but Carrara has this exciting thing in which you can let objects collide with one another and I believe that's up here this is this little use collision detection if you switch that on you can still push one object through another but you feel like a slight resistance when you try and do that so therefore you can make sure objects rest on top of one another without you know things hovering you can literally take this figure or a, an object and you can just drop it down and it'll kind of stop there and then if you push further then it'll go and sink into the other objects very exciting stuff I just don't know if it works with Fox, so let's let's just try it out. Uh, no, it's the answer. If I try and do that with my sphere, then it just goes and moves really up to the down to the floor, and it just stops there. And then if I try really hard, then it sinks itself in. It does the same from the other side. So this is now it bouncing to the. To the bottom of the ground and it just won't go any further until unless I use a bit of force so it's a very exciting way of using image uh, uh, collision detection here, object collision detection but I guess the smoke technically isn't an object so it doesn't really work with that just thought I'd try it out very cool so I'll leave the default parameters oh no actually I won't. I'm gonna go and uh, crank those up we've just seen that the default fog isn't actually that noticeable so I'm gonna go and uh, crank the quantity up to 5 and the density to 2. That should be a good start and then if we go and uh, render that there we go it's fog very cool and it's very noticeable against the black background. Let me And, it's, and it throws a shadow so that's nice to know it's a kind of a shadow on the ground that's exciting and it behaves exactly like the shadow of the sphere very cool. Let me make it a bit taller so that the fog goes into the black and I'll just do that by using my crazy manipulator tool here and uh, making it just slightly taller there we go let's render that again there we go that is fog and a half i like it so i'm thinking if we wanted a proper fog plane then i would i suppose i would make it square really i think uh, if i wanted to use it in a in a different application and, and create this effect as an animation i think i won't do that because i'd like to put this foggy thing the fog animation over uh, my own picture later so that's the that's the idea i'll see if that if if and how that works so i'm going to go and create this in 16 by 9 just like we see it here so i'll delete everything from my scene namely the ground plane and the little um sphere and i'll just drag this up so that it fills the whole screen or at least you know most of the screen and then we'll start rendering that image sequence out so let's get rid of you and let's get rid of you and then we have you left and i guess we're gonna go and scale you up like so It's now on an angle, so I suppose we can always go and rotate the camera so that we're fully frontal there. I think, once again, I think I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to make sure that the the bottom part here is covered by the camera frame. So uh, again, I'm just going to go and remove these things so that we only have a hint of a ground plane. And this is my camera frame, and all of that appears to be covered in fog now. So if I go and render that, I would expect to see a black picture with just full of fog around it. Look at that; that is correct. We do get to see some shadows here. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of a, the fog that we've seen more or less that we've seen in in Subnautica there. So I think that this I don't think this this takes very long to render so one frame literally this takes less than a second to render so I think let's go and render an animation maybe um, two seconds three seconds four seconds let's go four seconds let's do this thing four seconds what do you say four seconds four seconds at 30 frames a second that is roughly Help me out here, folks. I've uh, not got my calculator with me today. Uh, 30 That's 60 That's 120 frames. Is that right? Let's try this out on the bottom right here. Let's go 120. Thank you so much. Dream Lab wins a prize. You win 120 frames of fog. How exciting is that? I'm going to go and set this over here to 30 frames. And I think this is the duration of my animation. So this is the current time. And this is the allocated time. So let's go and turn that into four seconds. And that also makes this thing at the bottom slightly smaller. This is the timeline, of course, here, as you might have guessed it. And this has all the objects that I've got in my scene here. So this is looks very similar to the to the timeline in that studio, the universe is basically everything. Then we have master objects, master shaders, all of which can be animated, including sound so I can also add audio clips to my scene luckily we don't we won't have to deal with that but uh, in my universe I currently have a camera, a light and a fog and inside these things I've got you know several other uh, items that I can animate. So I can, for example, I can go ahead and animate any of these sliders here over time. That's very, very cool in Coralos. It's an incredible animation tool. And it does network rendering as well. So if you're rendering animations, and you manage to network a few computers together, it'll just you know, speak to one another and, and just installs a render node on these computers. Very, very clever, very much ahead of its time, I think. Each of these black things represents a keyframe. And I'm very happy to say we don't even have to deal with keyframes here at all. All we can do now is literally go over to uh, render this whole four seconds out frame by frame and head over to the render room and just tell Carrara that we don't wanna render a still image anymore, we wanna use an animation. So uh, under output, there's image size here, that hasn't changed. The rendering camera also hasn't changed. So you can uh, change, you can have multiple cameras and you can change them around, but only the camera that you specify here will be rendered. So very cool. Uh, file format, I say we use ping or PNG. PNG, is it PNG or ping? I don't know, I think it's PNG, isn't it? I usually say PNG. Some people say ping, I don't know, one of those things. What's your preference? So I'm going to render a movie. Uh, So current frame is a still image. Movie means it's the whole animation. But uh, once again, Windows AVI is not what we want. We want a sequenced PNG file. That's that's really what we're after. And uh, frame rate is 30 frames. So even though my animation is set to something is already set to 30 frames. I could now go ahead and render this in a different frame rate for preview purposes. For example, if I know that rendering my animation takes one minute to render per frame, and I've got like 100,000 frames to render. And all I want to see is more or less like an impression of my movie, then I can just render it in two frames a second and just see if it all comes out the way I had envisioned it. So that's very exciting. Then uh, down here, I believe that's just about running off the off the screen now is uh, either default file name or named file, and that is what I'm going to have to select. And then a little uh, modal dialog comes up, on which I'm going to go and render this on my uh, desktop. Perhaps I'll create a new folder, and I'll call that Fogcast, like you know, screencast Fogcast type thing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> in here, I'm going to just call it Fog as the file name, and hit Save. And that hopefully should now render an image sequence. Shall we give it a go? Let's try it. There we go. We're certainly seeing several images rendered. That's exciting. Are they animating is the next question of course. I I don't know if there's another tick box that we're gonna have to tick, but yeah, one of those things. Oh, so Rod says ping. That's interesting. Good to good to know. I've seen, I've heard many different. Uh, well, these two variations really, PNG and ping, and I'm never entirely sure. You know what the correct one is, or what uh, what's what's correct. In April, in May, my God, May two thousand nineteen. This is being rendered on my new Z600, by the way, with two Xeon processors. that's why there's so many of these squares. If you have a dual core processor, they sometimes are capable of rendering two or sometimes four threads at the same time. My computer can do 24 at the same time. It's absolutely mind blowing on larger scenes. it's, It's very cool to see that. Okay, so this is that. I believe we have to still save that as something meaningful like, oh there we go, no it's actually done it, there we go, perfect. So these are now all the images. That's very cool. We can't play this back, no, even if we do it's only ever going to play Fox000 back, so I guess uh, we don't see an animation right here. Let's see what happens if we bring that image sequence into Photoshop. Crack up Photoshop here and turn that into an image sequence. Oh no no absolutely it's that's a very good question, Dreamlab. No, I definitely say GIF. That's very that's you know I think that because I think it's an abbreviation for graphics interlaced file and I don't say graphics. I, so I, that's a very good question. Many people say GIF. That's there. Yeah, and I hate that. I, I really don't like that. It's, it has to be gif, I think, in my, in my personal humble opinion. How about you? What do you say? Do you say gif or do you say jif? That's true. There's the, there's the lazy aspect rod. That's true. PNG, that's three syllables. And ping is just a single syllable. So that's good. That's very true. GIF and PNG. Yes, Christina gets 100 points. Very exciting. <laughs> because that's how I would pronounce it as well. We're both German, I guess maybe that's what it is about. So I'm going to go under uh, file open. And that should uh, get me my FOG cast and this i don't really know what that is the cseqm file i I really don't know what that is that i don't think we 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 need it maybe carrara does anything with it Uh, all we need to open is the first image of the uh, ping sequence (laughs) and we just select the first one and then photoshop will give me this option here image sequence and if i don't tick that then only this image will be opened but if i tick that and then hit open. Then Photoshop should go ahead and whoa, look at that. Ask me for the frame rate. In our case, that was thirty frames. And then it should turn this into a video layer. Oh, it says click the video icon and add a media to a track. Drag clips to rearrange or combine them. Hmm. I should uh, I should try editing in Photoshop. That's an interesting idea. So if we now play that back, I can see that the fog isn't moving. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? I think we've done something wrong there. That's not what we had expected. So it's rendered the same image 120 times. It's not exactly what we wanted, is it? So um, yes, let's um, close that then and (laughs) go back to Koran and see how else we can improve that dreadful state of affair here. So let's go and close that, go back to our foxing. I thought there was something that I had forgotten, that there is something 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 over here i believe it has to do with when this thing has finished completion there we go i think that's what it was supposed to there's something about the completion thing i think i have to go and head over to the last frame and on the last frame i think the completion has to be a hundred percent so i i mean that's you know that's just what i'm, I'm i seem to remember that's how it worked so uh, that means that if i go back so this is the completion slider here if i now go back to my timeline i'm kind of stepping through it here and i'm going to the first frame oh there we go i have to set a keyframe on that and with the completion setting a keyframe of course works how again in uh carrara i believe create keyframes there we go that's that's probably what it is, isn't it? Create a keyframe. Perfect. And then I've got these lines here. That means this is where it's being interpolated here. And I believe the the way this little line looks tells you if it's being interpolated uh, as a straight line or as a curve or if it's slowing down and uh, slowing down of uh, easing in at the beginning, easing out at the back. I think that's how it worked. Let's see if I go and uh, Drag this back to the middle, would the completion now say 50%? No. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really know how that works then. What a shame. I should have researched that before I bored you with this video, folks. That's terrible. (laughs) So, completion. Does it make any difference? I'll just go and try it with completion set to a hundred percent on this keyframe here and, uh, zero on the first one. No, I'm just going to go and, and I'm just, just going to try this again. It didn't take that long to render. So, uh, you know, let's see what happens. It'd be nice if we get a preview here. I don't think we, uh, we get that. We don't get a preview as, uh, what this looks like. I'm trying to figure out if I can already see the fog moving, but I don't think I can. Oh no, I can actually I can I think this is moving now. I've just focused on one little square up here. And it looks like that is definitely going out of the picture now. Am I making it up? Could be that I'm making it up. Oh, right, did he now? Steve, what's his name? We don't even know how to pronounce Steve's name, rather than let alone whatever he creates, that's crazy. <laughs> he must be wrong, yeah. We, we're, this, that's how it works. He's wrong, we're right. Jif, Jif is just, Jif is, that was, that used to be a cleaning product back in the, back in the day, do you remember that? It was a cleaning product, wasn't it? Jif quite clearly oh there we go so the good news is that uh, while we've been discussing gifs and gifs and all that we have now got a working prototype of our fog here and it's definitely volumetric this is something we could have framed out uh, of the of the um, of our animation but i think you get the you get the picture it's kind of you know it does what it needed to do all i needed to do is uh, set this completion slider then to 100 percent so very very cool What do you think we 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 spell as we what what do we call him steve why light Wahalat mm-hmm. very good that's right and it's peanut butter rather is so correct it is peanut butter which is you know this is one thing i found really confusing when we got here because Jif was the peanut butter but Jif i remember was also uh, like one of those um uh, it's like a powder, and you mix it with water, and then you just go scrubbing. That's right, yes. Crazy stuff. Ah, well, there we go. So, this is now our animated fog. So, let's see what happens if I go and turn that into an image sequence in Photoshop. Let's try this all again. File, open, fog, and select the image sequence. Premiere 30, well-remembered Photoshop, there we go, Uh yeah there we go, I'm bringing this into Photoshop because I want to turn it into a movie file but I want to use transparency with it and not every editor lets me do that. I don't know, I don't think Windows AVI uh, uses that and that's I think the only option that you can use out of Carrara natively. So what I need to do in Photoshop to turn this into, to export this as a video file now. And uh, did you say, Rod, did you say that uh, you're using Photoshop for editing? Did Christina say that? I, I don't quite remember, but one of you guys uh, made an allegation that one of you edits in Photoshop. I don't think it was Christina. I think you just said it, but I don't think you edit in, in, um, in Photoshop. This is how we get there. We get to um, file export, render video. And this in Photoshop, this is going to now open a kind of a spec down version of the Adobe media encoder that usually only ships with Premiere. There we go. That's another, that's another tongue breaker. Is it Premiere or is it Premiere? That's (laughs) a different one. So it's uh, tomorrow my video, is that a, a Premiere or is that a is that yeah that's that's a premiere isn't it that's the first showing of something that's a premiere but the adobe program i i would call that premiere 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 i'm calling it premiere oh my god it's so difficult Fogcast. so i'm gonna call this one moving fog dot that's gonna be added there by default anyway so it's under users Javis Lewis desktop forecast perfect and I'm gonna use the Adobe media encoder instead of the image sequence because that would just get us an image sequence again we need the media encoder animation quality high is good but the, the crucial thing down here is the alpha channel uh, straight unmatted is probably good. I think the default is none. We need this to be uh, set to something straight unmatted. And I think let's just try this out and see where it takes us. And we're doing this so that all the black parts will be transparent. I think that's how it works. Let's just let's just try it out and see what happens. Render. All right. Now see Rod, I'm in the same. uh, I'm in the same dilemma. Did you get my email, my my, my Renderosity side mail about that coupon code I've sent you, or have they filtered that out? Shortcut. I've looked at that. It's a bit like to me. Shortcut looked a little bit like Audacity. It's it's very difficult for me to get it intuitively. I'd need to spend a lot of time to um, to get in and into it and and see if it's uh, how it works. It's not something that I feel I can uh, I can pick up easily. Moving fog. There we go. If we go and double click that now, let's see if it actually moves. Ah, missing codec. That's good, isn't it? So uh, thanks, Windows. That's good. Luckily, we're not going to use Windows to play that back. I'm going to use OBS. So I'm going to go, you're going to see me twice now. Uh, There we go. That's, uh, that's me, I guess. And that's me as well. That's me as well. Lot, lots of me's here. So it looks a bit crazy. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go to my full camera. There we go. Hello, everybody. Very cool. And I'm going to add an overlay over this. And that overlay is going to be that media source that we've just created. And then hopefully this is all going to just I'm going to fog up. That's the that's the plan. Let's see if it works. So I'll go and add uh, add a little um, thing to it here at the bottom. Well, oh, actually, that's not how I do it. Is it? That's that. There we go. And I'm going to go and add a media source, and in that, that's going to be uh, the fog overlay. And in the fog overlay, I'm going to go and add a local file, namely the one on my desktop under Fogcast Moving Fog, because I believe that. Uh, OBS studio, this is the software we're using here. That's the, the one that I'm using for streaming that should hopefully support that codec. There we go. It, it almost works. But the thing is now it's, you know, I've just got fog over my face. That's not what we want, is it? We wanted to, we wanted for that to be transparent. So for some reason, it's not transparent. I wonder why, why isn't that transparent? answers on a postcard yeah you say it's it's easier than premiere but uh, the thing is it's i guess it's like it's like with so many things isn't it i've used premiere for for 20 years and uh, premiere is so second nature to me that um, i find everything else difficult (laughs) one of those things so let's go and uh, try this again with render video I don't know if we, what would happen if we were to create another layer underneath this or this? Would that mean we should see something through it? That's what I would expect. Unless we've exported this wrong from uh, from Carrara, that is also possible. Let's see what happens if we bring that underneath here. Well actually, that's, I wanted to use a solid color here to uh, make the point something red. Does the red shine through? The answer is no, it doesn't. So... Or does it? No, it doesn't really, does it? It animates but it just doesn't get through it. Hmm. Oh okay. Layer blending to multiply, yes. Uh, ah, because it's a group, it's set to power layer, yes, yes, yes. Mm, multiply. And close but no cigar. Why does that not work? Yes, the it should be the opacity of the of the actual video layer, right? Rod, that's what you mean, right? Okay, thank you, Christina. So he's gonna explain how shortcut works. That's cool. I I'm, I'm gonna have a look at that. Really You're scrambling, aren't you, Rod? I me too, I have no idea we could always tell you what let's let's do something else let's go and open this let's open a single picture without a se- which without an image sequence so that we get rid of the video layer and we're going to double click on this so that it's a, just a regular layer and now we're going to go and create a solid color layer underneath it and just move that underneath it and see yeah see this this i'm expecting all this black to be transparent already out of carrara there we go then your multiply actually works Hmm, I wonder if we've done something wrong in Carrara Let's go back there and see if that if there's anything that we can learn from uh, From how to from how to render alpha channel See this is what we should have probably ticked and then let this render out. So uh, shall we try this again? Then let's that is exactly what was missing. We're gonna go and render the alpha channel while we're doing that Ha ha Absolutely, Christina. Absolutely correct. We're rendering an alpha now, and that should do the trick. I can even see the the little squares are now being half invisibilized by the uh, by the fog. So that's a that's a good point. That's a good indication that perhaps the render the alpha is now working correctly. Do you know, it doesn't matter when you put it in, it's only about great minds thinking alike. This is very cool. We're all on the same level. This is very, very cool. I love it. <laughs> 90 91 92. I have a feeling that the rendering this with the alpha channel is actually taking a little bit longer than without the alpha channel. Interesting. Okay, now it's white. That could be cool. Could be disastrous. Let's, let's see, shall we? So back into Photoshop. I'm glad that we all agree on how Photoshop is supposed to be pronounced though. Let's close this down, not save it, and go and open that again. Uh, make it an image sequence, 30 frames. Bring it on, brother. This could now be just transparent because it's white on transparency. So I'm I'm thinking that is probably what that is. But just to satisfy all our curiosity, if we go and create a solid color layer underneath here, I'm hoping to see fog on top of that. No, no, is that not how it works? I'm going to go and render this out and then we'll try this again in OBS before we lose our minds. So uh, render video once again. Um, I'll just call it fog with alpha. Alpha fog. There we go. That's cool. Let's go alpha fog. And uh, try this again with the with the alpha channel exported from Photoshop as well. Boom. Julia has a website called Traveling Banana, by the way. Very exciting. So I'm gonna go back to my camera, and there is my old fog overlay that's kind of you know blowing out my head. Let's go and change that file into Alpha Fog. And lo and behold, woo, there we go. It's getting hot in here. How exciting is that? This is good. So it's working. It's like I'm being steamed up. I like that. Very exciting. So let me go and add that, make that large. And now it's almost like it's, it's literally creating the illusion of fog in here. Is that right? Can you see that? That's very cool. Isn't it? Woo! very exciting stuff. So let's try in order to amplify this effect. Let's, uh, maybe just copy that. Can I just duplicate that? That'd be kind of cool. It's so hot in here, turn the aircon on, this is terrible. So I'm not sure if I can, if I can uh, duplicate the effect here. Yeah, absolutely, you know, maybe we should do that with this. This would, this would add more um, ambiance, as I say, to, to anything, to literally game streams. And this is very cool. I'm gonna try and add another media source with the same fog over that, so that we just amplify that effect. So uh, once again, media source, Goes on here I don't think you can see what I'm doing here unless I switch it over to there there we go that's it so a local file I'm going to go and actually just go um, uh, add a media source over no I have to change to the to the other camera I can't actually do it um, I have to I have to change to this one and then just go and add another media source to it and this time I'm going to add uh, the fog overlay again. That should work. That should duplicate that. Perfect. So now we have two fog movies going at the same time. Now it looks even steamier. That is very exciting, isn't it? I'm so glad we did this, so I think it's, it's probably safe to say that uh, it'll be, um, yeah, exactly, it's, it's, it's my two Xeon processors. This is, uh, did I mention that the machine gets a little bit hot here? That's, that's what happens. So, I guess, um, yeah, it'd be nice if I can now blow and the, the fog would move away, that'd be kind of nice. Like, there we go, oh, it works, it's exciting stuff. Uh, So we should use, we should be able to use the same, uh, the same principle to create this inside, uh, say, Dash Studio, for example, create a plane and then just add this as a moving video to that. That should be possible. I don't know, it's maybe something to play around with. you what i'll do i'm going to render this out as a uh, as a sequence and then i'll post it up on my website so you can uh, you can all grab this uh, or recreate this if you like and perhaps i'm going to re-render this in 1920 by 1080 and put it up on my patreon page i think that's a cool idea so there we go i will do that and then you can we can all fiddle together and see uh, if this is possible to import this thing into um into das studio and then go and uh, create something like moving fog or even if it's just a still of a fog in, in Das Studio in front of, uh, in front of a character or something. that'd be really funky. I'd love to see what you guys do with it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget tomorrow we're going to be doing this super awesome double bill with uh, two showings like you know at your local cinema at 3 pm. Eastern Standard Time. the introduction to the five or six part series of, um, of, uh, of the uh, Das Studio lighting series begins tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, join me for that for a little chat and a coffee that'll be like a pre-show for the 4pm happening which of course is subnautica saturday and it's going to be exciting because we've got a lot of radio messages to listen to and you know we'll see what else we can find thank you so much i will see you guys tomorrow this was exciting i I think this is going to be my my standard thing whenever i'm full screen i think i'm going to have these things uh, these two fog overlays over here this is this is awesome yes I'm gonna do that I'm gonna render this uh, as a longer maybe like a 10 second or a 30 second sequence especially with so many computers that I've got here so I'm gonna do that and uh, then I'm gonna make that available to all my Patreons and uh, you know that'd be so awesome guys thank you so much for joining me take care (laughs) bye-bye